You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Once again, JC is with us from the OVT Network, and obviously this episode literally started about 10 minutes ago, and uh, you're just now getting a hey, how you doing? So, yeah, hi, I'm Besa. You're locked into Rewind with Besa, and today on Rewind with Besa, myself and JC are going to talk about the infamous Kanye West and his foolishness, um, and how y'all keep falling for it. I'm kind of over y'all falling for his foolishness right about now, but we'll talk about that. And we also have to talk about Jeffrey Dahmer and uh, Rama. <laughs> the fact that apparently the Jeffrey Dahmer docuseries, which really isn't a docuseries, it's like a movie. Yeah, it's, um, it's like the number one seen thing on Netflix these days. Yeah. Ever. Like it's broke records. Like apparently you guys like trauma. So we're going to talk about all of that and a whole lot more right here on Rewind with Besa. And guess what? I got my intro ready. <laughs> I was ready for my intro, and I'm very, very proud. It was, was good. I, 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 it was good. It was really good. It's been a little while. It's, um, it's been a minute. Because I really would be like, where is the intro? Yeah. But I finally cleaned up the back end so I can get mm-hmm. to things a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. But, of course, you guys, we got my buddy JC from the OVT Network with us. And you already know we got to talk about all the crazy tinglings that's been going on in life. And we're just going to start out with Kanye West because Kanye West is a lighter subject than Kevin Dahmer. Like... <laughs> Somehow, magically, I don't, uh, not, uh, anyway. <laughs> so, okay, in case you guys don't know, Kanye West recently did a new fashion show for his new line. Um, I know that he recently did a fashion show where he walked in the Balenciaga uh, fashion show, but what people are really talking about is the fact that he recently did a fashion show with his Yeezy line and he had shirts that said, White Lives Matter. In case you missed it, here's the recap. After wearing a White Lives Matter shirt to Paris Fashion Week, Kanye West called the Black Lives Matter movement a scam in an Instagram post he's now deleted. The White Lives Matter shirt was part of Kanye's latest Yeezy show, which also featured models like Bob Marley's granddaughter, who was also seen wearing the slogan. According to the Anti-Defamation League, White Lives Matter has been attributed to white supremacists and is a racist response to BLM. A bunch of people online were quick to call the shirt insensitive and dangerous, and we even saw some people leave the fashion show like Jaden Smith. Kanye West responded by doubling down and publicly attacking his critics. Because so everyone knows that white lives matter, clearly. I mean, okay. it's already a tingling. Like, we, like, why? I, I just feel like Jeffrey Dahmer is the a spirit of, of white lives mattering until a black man decided to literally turn his head into a bloody pulp. And I'm okay with that. And I wouldn't have known that until I saw the docuseries and I was like, ah! Be- in my oh, mind, no. so how that went down. Uh, However, did you hear Kanye West's response to Jeffrey Dahmer? No. Wait, wait, pause. Had to say his White Lives Matter shirt. Pause. There's an echo. There's an echo. Okay, it's gone. Hello. Hey. Okay, it's gone now. It was echoing for some reason. Okay, go ahead. I was say, I don't hear it. It was echo. I, I don't know. I was like, it was weird. I was like, huh? Okay. <laughs> I was like, let me figure out these buttons. The feds, bro. It's the feds. It's the feds. Let me find out. Chris Jenner really does rock with Kanye West, and we don't really know it. And this is some behind the scenes mess that we just don't know about. However, 
He recently did an interview where he talked about why he did the shirt. Did you see it? I did not. Please play it. Okay, okay. I got you. I got you. At a certain point, it felt like I saw white people wearing shirts that said Black Lives Matter. Like they were doing me such a favor by having a T-shirt that reminded me that my life mattered. Like I didn't already know that. So I thought it. I thought I returned the favor and let white people know that, hey, your life matters too. It's sort of like when random people will see the documentary and the documentary was, you know, the third chapter basically was saying, hey, we all love Kanye, but sometimes you got to turn the camera off on him. Meaning like, don't listen to everything. Yes, we know he's a genius, but feel free to put him on mute whenever he doesn't align with what we're telling you. And so sometimes I'll see people at a fashion show and they say, we saw this documentary and they say, are you good? And I'll say, are you good? So it's like black lives matter, white lives matter. And it's just simple as that. Why do you say black lives matter is a scam? Well, because it's proven. They have people who end up taking money from it. I mean, this documentation is, is out there. And just as black people, we're going to need more than just a T-shirt and a $6 million home. We need what was promised to us. Much like how we never received our 40 acres and a mule, and that puts us in a position where we feel we have to abort our children to the point where there are more black babies aborted in New York City than born at this point. Uh, it was similar to uh, at the Gap, they promised stores. At Adidas, they promised stores, and they didn't do what they promised. They felt like they could disregard what was promised. I'm not laughing at what he said, but I can see you and your reactions turn off. And so it's like... <laughs> Because I don't really have, I don't have words. I don't, um... And I was going to pause it, but then I was like, nah, we just going to play the whole damn two-minute clip because I think everyone's going to be like, what? Because there's like, ah, uh, he's, oh, God, he's such a schizophrenic person. Like, it's not, I don't, I don't say it as like a diss, like he's a deeply, like, it's, it's obvious. But so, like, here's the thing. Totally get his point on the Black Lives Matter um, shirts. I, I agree. But you don't like and then you tie it in abortion rates. Like what the hell is wrong with this man? Like I can't even like I don't even have like I'm trying to formulate thoughts to like retort and I can't because it's almost like trying to stop rain from falling. Like you try to catch each drop, but there's more drops coming. And it's like so many drops that it's like, <laughs> oh, crap, it's raining. Like that is Kanye. And that like it doesn't. And then, of course, in every in, in, in typical narcissist fashion, he brings it back to his gap and Adidas deals. And it's like does. slavery was a choice. And so was you signing that contract, brother. So like, what are we what are we? What are we like? What's the what's the what here? Like, if you if you want to tie together 
the what is to make black people pissed off the what the what is what Kanye West always does every single time that he has a moment where he's ranting about you know oh my god George Bush hates black people so now black people are all revved up about George Bush oh my goodness white lives matter now you have the pro whites and the people that are like white lives matter being like where can I get one of those shirts and then you have black people being like so you really don't care about us do you really want white validation like I really it's like don't. where have y'all been like 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 I don't understand like I don't I don't like this has been Kanye for a very long time this has been Kanye since he got with that family Right. Let's let's be. It legit. was him let's before be then. It like, was a little it was. bit before then. It like was. think about a strong girl, gold digger. I get some money. Leave your ass for a white girl. He knew that black people we pissed off about that, but the song did well. Well, okay. Yeah. So in defense of that song, he was saying uh, satirically about how black people, black men specifically, get money and then go date white women because he wasn't dating a white woman at that time. He didn't. He didn't start dating Kim Kardashian until after that song. He was dating um, Amber Rose, and that was kind of close. I mean, but she like she's like dark skin white. Like she's actually like she's like she's, she's like she's black though. Like I mean, her baby daddy's whiz. Like have you heard Amber Rose talk like that? She's a bird. Like you know what I'm saying? Like she's a rat. Well, she's not anymore. She's a very defined dignified woman like i've met her so she cool but back in the days back in the days she was a, she was a bird like what you want like you know what i'm saying like she from the hood like you know I, she from like the hood of philly like no she just light skin but like i said she dark skin white but like it's just i don't and it, it, it's crazy to me because it's really crazy to me because like you remember the episode that we talked about Kanye briefly or however long and we were talking about how like the box yeah uh Kanye and the inward box and I was telling about like how you said that well I said that um a lot of times you know Kanye gets away with these things because his peers predominantly straight black men don't check him they allow him to do these things and you were like well maybe they do and maybe they've tried and they threw their hands up and so I feel like two things can be true at the same time <laughs> because it's like, cause it's like fam, like how are you not getting your mans? Like this is the, this is the prime example of like the statement, go get your mans is this is, this is the mans. This is the mans in question. Mr. West is the mans in question. And it doesn't seem like anyone is coming to get him. And I don't know if that's because we view him as a lost cause at this point, who just happens to make somewhat okay looking clothes and somewhat you know how I really view Kanye. I view him as that relative that you just said. You know what? I tried. Big facts. Big facts. Big facts. I tried. Big facts. You have your own plan in your head, little that's not a word, but it is right now. And y'all know what it means when I said it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I can't do anything. I've hit you. I've texted you. I've called you. I've FaceTimed you. Child, I tap, tap, tapped on your door and you still decided to not only make a shirt that says White Lives Matter, Matter. you did it with Candace Owens, who you know black people hate. Well, in his mind, Candace Owens. Not me. I really could care less because I don't really know this woman. But I know know what she represents to a lot of black people in America and he knows what she represents. He's not stupid. Candace Owens, says Kanye, represents free black thought. 
Yeah, but Kanye don't want us to have free black thought. Kanye West is one of those people where it's like he he wants black people to be free thinkers until their free thinking is not his. Exactly. Absolutely. If 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 I'm saying fuck Candace Owens, he's like, well, fuck you. You don't like her free thinking. But if he says F Obama and I'm like, what you mean? He's mad. Right. Now, I'm not saying yay or nay on either. I'm just saying I feel like he doesn't necessarily like it when black people agree with him because he gets more publicity when we don't. Mm. He literally said, oh, yeah, something's on the fashion show. But yeah, everyone's talking about my shirts. Mm. He knows what he's doing. He knows that if he rouses up the black community, shit gets going. Right. He knows that if he rouses up the black community, now his shirts are going to sell in a different community. He doesn't care which one it is. I mean, obviously, we see right, 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 You know right, what I'm saying? So, like, he doesn't care about that. He cares about his bank account more than anything mm-hmm. else at the end of the day. And I think that what really kills me about our black community is that we keep falling for the shits. Well, no, y'all keep falling for it. I'm not falling for nothing. That's that's y'all. Everyone gets mad. I'm not buying Yeezys anymore. I'm not buying Adidas. I'm not doing this. Forget Donda. I'm not watching his documentary. But you're falling right into the reason why he's even able to do this. Yep. I haven't spoke on Kanye all week, yet my freaking timeline has been flooded with nothing but Kanye West. Just for me to see that clip of him being like, well, you know, I felt like people were wearing Black Lives Matter that search that weren't even black and they were white. So I figured I would remind them that their life matters. So- and abortion and abortion, black abortion babies. And so it just makes put that on the shirt. You're saying all this craziness that you already know is going to piss us off. You're right. saying all this craziness that's going to cause all this uproar, whether it's on a right. Fox News, ABC, MSNBC, right. a freaking local podcast. It doesn't matter. He's getting hits, impressions. And Kanye West, especially being around the Kardashian family, has really figured out a way to maximize on the all press is good press. <clears throat> and if we continue, well, not we again, because <laughs> people continue falling for it. He's going to continue doing it. If people actually were to ignore Kanye. Right. He would stop doing it, but he right. knows it's not going to happen. Right. He could do something that says Chinese lives matters while they're over there beating up the freaking Africans over in China. He knows good and well black people are going to be pissed off about that shit. That's, that's a good point. I didn't think about it like that. So basically you're saying that Kanye West is a troll. Yeah, like you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, girl, but don't do that. I troll like humanity for good reasons. Oh, you troll in a good way possible. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, troll yeah, yeah. in a, okay, my title says this, but when you watch it, you learn some things. Kanye trolls in a, but my bank account is good kind of way. Exactly. exactly. I can care how my people exactly. feel, but I'm going to use my people's emotions to get where I need to be and be seen by who I need to be seen by. Because think about it, he just now admitted that Sway was right. Wait, what did Sway do again? I just remember, I, I barely, the only thing I remember for that is like, how Sway? I ain't got to ask Sway because I use that gift often. But so basically, <laughs> what ended up happening was he was talking about the designers once again. And this is what he's always complaining about the designers, the designers. They're not letting oh, us in. Oh, okay, okay, like, okay, okay. Make your own line. Right. Do right. your own thing. Right. Why are you begging right. these white people to take right. you in? Why do you need their approval so much? And he's right. like, how Sway? How do I do that, Sway? Uh, and he was in an interview and they were like, so was Sway, right? And he was like, yep. 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 
Okay. Yeah. So no, he's. I just all your skin folk ain't you, all your all your skin folk ain't your kin folk, right? So that's mm-hmm. one thing just to say that. And it's always like when I think about remember the movie Queen of Slim, and mm-hmm. you remember how because I remember Lena talking about it, and she was like, "We had two endings, and one ending they got away." And then the other ending, which is the one ending that we saw, uh, oh boy, turned them in, right? And, you know, she caught Very a lot of back- get out. Yep. She, ca- she caught a lot of backlash on it. And her response was, how all, he, she said, think of all the times that you've been betrayed in your life. And then she was like, now, how many times has the person that betrayed you look like you? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so, it's kind of like this thing with Kanye. Like, I don't I don't know what the rest of the blacks have, like what this attachment is to him. Like, I don't you understand. Lyric that just came to mind. What, 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 what? India Ari, get it to get it together. One <laughs> shot to your heart without piercing the skin. Yeah. Something, something. Nobody hurts you like your kin. Yeah. And yeah. I think that people like if someone white like a Joe Rogan was saying what Kanye West was saying, black people would be like, oh, all right. But everyone knows that mm-hmm. we really do run the trends. Right. Absolutely. If we're really not rocking with it. It, it might become popular. It, it, it might go. go, but just in the wrong way. <laughs> you know, it might go in the wrong way, but this it still might go. This is fact. You know, if, if we really do rock with it, oh, it's going to go. The but black cosign Kardashian is a face real on top thing. Of it. The black cosign is it's a real thing. It's, a, it's a tingling and it's needed. And that's why a lot of times mm-hmm. artists will start in the hip hop or R&B genre and then they will move into where they really want to be at or at least where they know they can really make the money. Cue Miley Cyrus. Cue Pink, but we digress. Ooh, so I got bones to pick with Pink because I like Pink. I've always liked Pink. But the way that mm-hmm. for an entire album, she bit the entire style and flow of Emily Sandé, who is my baby mama in my head. Um, I just didn't like that because I was like, hold on, Emily Sandé's music. She has been doing piano and giving you vocals and deep lyrics for her entire career. And then like I heard, I can't remember which Pink song it was. I can't, but I was like, oh, this sounds like Emily. Let me check. It's the one where she was on like the ballot. Yeah, that, I mean, that entire album, the, the one where she was like doing the trapeze stuff and she was flying in the air at her oh, concerts oh, and stuff oh, like oh, that. Oh. That entire album, like, because Emily Sunday is first not. Album. Yes, yes. So that entire album, you know, Emily Sunday is not as well known as Pink, right? Mm-hmm. But her mute, like, when you, if you've ever listened to any Emily Sunday album, and then you listen to Pink, you're like, oh, well, maybe she they collaborated. Maybe she wrote songs for her because Emily Sande is a beast with the pen. No, not at all. Not at all. Nothing. Like, nothing. 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 And y'all can feel free to check me on it. Matter of fact, I'm about to look at that right now. Hit that there. Google one time. Hit that Google one time. <laughs> I ain't got to hit Google because, you know, Spotify will give you like the artist stuff. Ciao. But I'm just, but it just was like one of those, it's just, it's the same like you said, the black cosine is a thing. It's a tingling. And, and I just, I just want personally, I want the blacks to just really leave this man. I want the blacks to understand our own power when it comes to our cosine. Thank you. I think the problem with black people having the cosine that we have, a lot of times, I think black people are so oblivious to what to that what we cosine do. really means. 
Yep. We co-sign a style. We co-sign a music. We co-sign a, a sound. Hell, even a movie like this whole Jeffrey Dahmer situation. This thing is the number one thing on Netflix, if not ever right about now. All because black people are so appalled of what they did. And we're all talking about it. We're doing reviews about it. We're doing videos about it. It's if just, we weren't it, talking about this, this would not be where it is. Nope. Just like if Kanye were to have done this, you, nobody fucking talks about Daniel Caesar anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do like his music though, but he's a little, he gives, he gives like, he said something weird and everybody was like, no, nah, I'm good. He and said that, um, he said that he doesn't feel like racism is a thing and that it was something like he was caping for white people in a really yeah, weird way. Yeah, he was like, like being nice or why you, yeah. I don't even remember who exactly he was talking to, yeah. but I know that black, whatever he said really rubbed a lot of black people the wrong way and people just stopped rocking with him, period. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, I haven't really heard nothing about a Caesar and heck, I'm on a top 40 station. I don't even see him on there. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Um, I just want to... Top 40 uh, in Seattle about that. So you already know he's like... Not saying he's not making any money. He might be like, you know, writing people's music, but it's not on charts like that anymore because black people were like, eh, 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 you tried it. But if people would stop, you know, really just believing in old Kanye coming back, old Kanye is gone. Kanye realized what pisses y'all off, and that's what he's and running he with. Right? And I just want to update. I googled what you Pink, Pink and Emily ain't ain't they ain't collaborate, but I not not to not to Emily's knowledge, they didn't. Okay. Know. <sighs> that and that's all I'm saying right about now. So, you know, with all of those things that piss off black people that we love to talk about and we love to uh make very, very popular, uh, we're gonna go to a commercial break and then we're gonna talk about Jeffrey Dahmer and how he has really taken over the internet and Mind you, he is literally in a grave and he doesn't even have his skull because they put that in a fire. Yeah. Oh, wait, it was on mute. I'm like, yep. <laughs> I was like, why can't I hear myself? I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> so yeah, we'll be right back when we're on the base to talk about Jeffrey Dahmer and his foolishness. Get ready, everyone. October 24th and 25th, Convergent Media is heading right back to the Paramount Theater. Join me, Vesa Gordon, Eric Calligraphy, Trey Holiday, and the entire Convergent Media family as we once again broadcast live with conversations on art, culture, mental health, community issues, and more. Trust me, you won't want to miss a single moment. Head over to wherewecon.com for more information, and we will see you October 24th and 25th, streaming live across all Converge media platforms. <laughs> Any hoodles? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Real Life with y'all. Um, I'm Basa Gordon. I got my buddy JC from the OVT Network with me. Uh, obviously, we just got done talking about Kanye West. Right now, we got to talk about Jeff Ree Dahmer. Let me tell you something. I actually like watching documentaries on netflix hulu even youtube before it goes like viral yeah i did not have time to get caught up here's the tingling for me with jeffrey dahmer for those of you guys that don't know what happened with jeffrey dahmer because maybe you have some restraint unlike myself to where you didn't watch it or maybe you were born after the 90s so you didn't hear about it here is your refresher the last victim ran out of the apartment. I heard a knock on the door. 
and the police were there with the last victim. They asked me where the key was to the handcuffs. My mind was in a haze. I sort of pointed to the bedroom, and that's where they uh, found the pictures. And they, they yelled, cuff him. And I was handcuffed. It was just the realization that there was no point in trying to hide, hide uh, my actions anymore. The best route was to help, help the police identify all the victims and just make a complete confession. Subsequent searches revealed a head in the refrigerator, three more in the freezer, and a catalogue of other horrors, including preserved skulls, jars containing genitalia, and a- I'm so sorry, y'all. I played that out of order. One second. Listening to my heart, because at a point he told me he was going to eat my heart. That's when the cannibalism started. It was a way of making me feel they were a part of me. The killing was just a means to an end. That was the least satisfactory part. I didn't enjoy doing that. Destroyed the baby of the family, and I hope you go to hell. It was addictive. It was almost a surge of energy. Jeffrey Lionel Dahmer was an American serial killer who took the lives of 17 males between 1978 and 1971. Over the course of more than 13 years, Dharma sought out men, mostly of African-American descent, at gay bars, malls, and bus stops by luring them home with promises of money or sex and giving them alcohol laced with drugs before strangling them to death. i go to the nightclubs, uh, drink, watch the, uh, the strip tea shows. If I didn't meet anyone at the bars, I'd uh, go to the bath clubs and uh, meet, meet someone there, offer them money, and we'd go back to the apartment, have a few drinks. I'd have the, uh, the uh, sleeping pill mixture already prepared. Person would drink it, fall asleep. That's when they would be strangled. He would then... I guess I should give a maturity warning on this episode. Yeah, yeah, you should give like, a trigger warning. Cause I, I'm triggered. Like fuck that. Like I'm, I'm actually triggered. This I'm is something up in the beginning and then right before Jeffrey Dahmer section starts. Because like this is like, ugh, this is like I, again. I've not saged the apartment since watching two episodes. I will be doing that before I sleep. Um, yeah, nah, bro. Like I, I don't. I, I. The only reason I watched this is because we, I knew we were gonna talk about it. And like I said, I watched two episodes. The first one. Hell no. And then the second, in my mind, I'm thinking like he would have had to have drugged most of these men because there's no way like I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, number one, this is why I don't date white men. Like, just I'm just going to put that out. This is one of the main reasons I do not is because they be serial killers right <laughs> like the the history of serial killers is like white dot white dot white dot white dot one oreo and then a whole bunch of other white dots right like bro like and there's not, a few dots in between that white dot and the oreo bro yeah i mean if you count genocides but that's not like predatory not saying it was a logical reason but yeah yeah, it wasn't yeah, like yeah. A, oh i have like a mental it yeah. was a yeah, I just feel like if, uh, if there's a black serial killer, there is actually something wrong with them. Like, not yeah. saying that there might not have been anything mentally wrong. I don't think, you know, I don't really think Jeffrey Dahmer was crazy. 
I just think he was evil. Like, I just think he was, there's a long track record in history, um, especially in America, of white people, specifically white men, feeling like they own any and everyone, right? In specific, like, I, this case, Jeffrey Dahmer reminds me of the quote-unquote father of gynecology, Marion Sims, right? What Marion Sims did was he would take enslaved women and he would mutilate their bodies and he would perform operations on them without anesthesia to figure out the way that the female body worked, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is the same thing in a way. Like when you hear Dahmer talk about owning these people or wanting them to be his or needing them to be a part of him, like all of these really, it's not like there's a through line from Marion Sims to Jeffrey Dahmer. There's a clear through line. Like there's that you don't even have, it doesn't delineate, it doesn't squiggle, it don't, it's straight through. Like you understand what I'm saying? And so like when I when I watch it, not only does it hit home, because you know, hey, gay, but like also it's just one of those things, also black, like it's just it's just so many, it's the reminders of like it's just it's all of the bad things mixed into one. Like, you know, a lot of victims he said that he would lure with money. So now we have economic systemic oppression, right? We have a white man with means offering black people without that speaks well. That speaks that speaks well. And you know what I'm saying? Attractive. And and again, hold on, another through line. What was the California senator's name that was drugging and raping dudes? The Democrat? I can't think of his name. Again, through line, right? Like this is not an anomaly. This is like whiteness, white supremacy at its finest like this is what they this is what they do like this is this is it like this is the thing this is not an anomaly this is not weird it, you know white men claiming ownership over other people especially black people it wasn't it was barely 150 years ago that someone like jeffrey dahmer would do the things that he would do and not be punished for it you might think he was a little weird you might stay away from him but you wouldn't lock him up he wouldn't have got in and trouble what? for that huh Ed Buck? Yes, Ed Buck. Thank you. Ed Buck. <laughs> you saw me. I was <laughs> Ed Buck. I see you. I see you, girl. I was like, she gonna get it. That's my chick. That's my girl. That's the <laughs> Skirt. Cat meme. <clears throat> Ed Buck. Like, right. This is this is a through line. Like, this is not this apparently is, this is not... that don't know about Ed Buck. It says LA prosecutor, uh, or excuse me, LA predator Ed Buck had at least 10 victims. Jeffrey Dahmer had 17. Like, this is not, like, this is not new. This is not original. This is not, the sensationalization of these crimes, I think, helps to, the, the video that I sent you by Kiara Bro, I think I'm saying her name, her last name right, shout out to her, the consciously, the, those those guys and lady, you know what I'm saying? Like, the way that these things desensitize us to the murder of black people over and over and over again. Like I'm, uh, like I said, I watched two episodes. Um, Gucci. And I'm good. Like, I didn't even want to watch the first, like, I don't want to watch, like I told you, like most of the time when I watch TV, I'm high. I don't want to watch this shit high. Like, no, no, I want to feel good. Like I want to like, I want to enjoy it. Like I want to watch Hocus Pocus. I don't want to watch, like, I don't want to watch things like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm, I, like I said, the only reason I watched it was because of you and us talking about this.
the one positive thing I will say about this, and it's probably the only positive thing, is in episode, I think it's six, he meets the deaf person, Tony. Mm -hmm. That episode is done probably about 60 or 70% in sign language. And I think that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I especially think it's really beautiful to see black people signing, like, cause that's not something you often see. And considering the fact that like black people, I have to ask my black friends that sign like, yo, are they speaking like black sign language black or language. American sign language? Because we do our sign language. Yes, ours, we have our own dialect in sign language. You know what? I have seen that on TikTok. Yep. So I'm just curious to know if that was very true. I think uh, Janet Mock directed that episode as well. Um, and Ryan Murphy. Uh, when I saw Ryan Murphy's name, I said, okay, this tracks. I don't even have anything against him because Ryan Murphy makes damn good stuff. But I'm like, if we threw line American Horror Story, Jeffrey Dahmer, and the dude that's in it, <laughs> shout out to him because I actually feel like he would kill people in real life. Like if I saw that dude no. in the club, I'd be like, yo, good work. And I'm leaving immediately. Like and that. it took for me to actually find some of his old interviews because I was like, did he really talk like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did. And the Bro fact that he was actor. able to get the talking and the body movements yes. together. Bro was a good I actor. just feel like he's if he's really married, actor. please make sure that you send your husband to some therapy yeah. because he played that role so, so well. Quite. It was crazy. I was like, did he really talk? And then you sent me the interview and I'm here. like, what? That's why I sent you that interview. One, because you're able to see when the interviewer is like, so did you do any like rituals? And he talks about how like, you know, he would always go to the clubs and he would look for someone if he couldn't. And then he would go to the bathhouses. And you know what is so crazy? I wouldn't even know what a fucking bathhouse is if it wasn't for fucking Jesse Smollett. He went to the bathhouse? Him and the twins. Was this... In an episode of Empire? No, this was in real life. Remember the whole thing where he got smacked up by the twin trainers? Yes, yes, yes. There's evidence yes. that they went to bathhouses together. Or at least with the younger twin. And everybody was like, bathhouse? What's a bathhouse? What's a bathhouse? Don't ask me how know. I know what Steamworks is. Mind your business. But like... <laughs> don't ask me. That's mind your business. But like... <laughs> there was up at Steamworks. Oh, snap! The plot thickens. Phrasing. But oh, wow. Like, that's crazy. Oh, damn. I did not know they was up at the Say word, wow! That there's a funny story about, and that's him. in the court. Like they talk about it in court, how they were going to bathhouses. So everybody was like, "What the freak is a bathhouse?" And so then, uh, at some point in court, they talk about what it is, and then of course, everybody else start googling what it is. But, uh, <laughs> <and there's> no <laughs> that I sent you, I wouldn't have known what it was. Like, what's a bathhouse? There is a funny story regarding Jesse that I will tell you off air. Um. <laughs> I'm not speaking about that. We'll talk about that off air. But uh, <laughs> it's a funny story regarding that person. Like I'm not. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, no, um, yeah, fuck Dahmer, fuck Netflix, fuck. Uh, oh wait, I was supposed. My to real question to you, as someone that works in film production, mm -hmm. when it comes to Jeffrey Dahmer, because what he did is what he did, right? 
we can sit here and discuss what he did, how he did it, and how ritualistic that it was because he literally were putting was putting like the skulls on the like desk and like he said he was gonna make an altar, bro. Like that, he was, I was like, said oh. that he did make an altar and he would sit there and like collect his thoughts. So you're basically, you know, like praising and talking and people, yeah, yeah, so. deifying the people that you decided to eat and other things of that nature. So. Outside of all of the disturbia, how do you really feel about him not about Netflix, not contacting the families and the families saying that they basically found out what we did? I think. okay, so there's two sides to the story. Um, When I think about storytelling, um, I think that. Okay, there's there's multiple ways to go about this, right? Because in actuality, they don't have to contact the families because mm-hmm. these are all matter of public records, right? And public records are public records. Anyone can do anything with public record, like right, like if I if I or you wanted to make a documentary about Jeffrey Dahmer, we could, right? Because we're using things that are all public domain. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is when we talk about storytelling, um, although it is a horrible, horrible story, it is still part of Jeffrey Dahmer's story, right? So the men, the people that, I mean, you can't tell his story without talking about the victims, right? And, you know, without having seen too much of it, right? Because again, two episodes, I'm, I, that's all I needed. Um, I don't, I don't need any more. But I I, after those first two episodes, to be honest, okay, because I feel like did they did they dive did they delve into the victims' lives at all? No, because all the victims are dead, and they didn't hit up the families. So how they would the only victim that they were really able to talk to was the one that got away, and that's like the first one that you end up actually seeing, right? the last right. victim of Jeffrey Dahmer. Right. And if anything, I think a lot of people had an issue with the fact that some of the facts were not correct. Like even his neighbor wasn't really his neighbor. She lived in a building across from him rather than a floor or so below him. Oh, okay. 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 So, so there okay. Were like a lot of little things that yeah. weren't necessarily okay. correct, but it's a movie. It's not an actual right. documentary. Right. 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 So yeah okay and so when i hear that that makes sense um it's just it's it's kind of like one of those things like i said that's part of the legacy i hate to use that word that's part of the story of Dahmer, right like that's part of so you can't people can be mad is it a tactless thing to do absolutely um is it a disrespectful thing to do absolutely like you know when i so on the one hand, they have every right to do what they did. Should but they get be, money? I I do feel like they should be paid. All of the victims that were inside of this documentary, and even the ones that weren't, right? If they were made mention in this in this work, I do feel like they should be paid. I do feel like they should be credited. Um, I'm not clear on the legality surrounding that. I'd have to talk to like a couple entertainment lawyers I know, but I do feel like they should be paid. Like that's the bare minimum I mean, you can do. One Netflix show now. From that's the bare minimum you could do from multiple companies that aren't owned by black people profiting off of black death and trauma. That is the least you can do. That is the absolute least you can do. 
is pay the people that were in the documentary. Right? And that are still being traumatized because now you've brought it back You're up. Re-traumatizing them for the entire and world to see. The one guy that actually made it, everyone's pulling up his jail records. And there's like actual like news compilations of him where it's like he's been in and out of jail because he has like this. First of all, he never sought therapy. Okay. And he has this guilt of being the one that got away. Survivor's remorse, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So he's just been in and out of jail doing like drug substances and things. But now his business is getting put out there. And he probably wasn't even notified of this. So now who knows what kind of trauma that he's potentially going through of seeing someone re-portraying him. Because here's the tingling. He was able to get away. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the cops were like, yo, like, where's the key? Where's the key? He never had a key. Because he would cut their freaking hands off. So he didn't need one. Oh, wow. So it's just one of those things where it's like, did y'all think about this before you didn't contact any? I mean, obviously they didn't, but what was the logic of not taking the time to contact anyone? Because from what I've seen on social media, and I don't know this to be fact, but from what I've heard, they've contacted Jeffrey Dahmer's family, but they didn't contact any of the black families. Well, so legally speaking, you would kind of have to contact their family because the story centers around him. Um, there's a certain level of like creative license that you can take. But if you're going to call it like a documentary, like truth telling, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you kind of have to. Um, but even in that, there's there's like there's a lot of leeway, like because when, when we think about the movie Green Book, um, that movie was completely a lie. Like that, mm-hmm. that you know, man, the black guy worked with the white dude for like a week or two, and then they ended, he ended up quitting, right? And then they ended up writing this whole movie about like, oh yes, peace and kumbaya, and they ate fried chicken together, and this and that. And, also, and that's like, the thing about movies versus documentaries. You just right. don't know what's real and what's fake. Like. Right. I remember seeing someone else talking about this and they were like, what's crazy is because this isn't even a docu-series. It's literally a movie. That's true. Actually now have to take the time to Google Jeffrey Dahmer and go through his old interviews where he's very graphic about what he did, Mm y'all. And figure out what connects with what doesn't. Look through all of the old court documents and all the old police filings to figure out what was real. real and what wasn't, yeah. The moment I found out the na- that the neighbor really was not staying in the same building, now I'm like, well, how the hell did she? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just all these new questions, which now makes it to where people are so fascinated with Jeffrey Dahmer and how he was able to get away with that for so many years. Well, he got away with it because he was a white dude killing predominantly black people. Like, that's the reason. Oh, if he yeah, had killed a, a hell of a lot of... So, uh, Casey Gates, or Casey Gates, you remember the guy that I sent you, the clown dude? Mm-hmm. Um, he also he a new Netflix movie now that just mm-hmm. dropped, and right. I'm like, I don't know what you guys are trying to do, but right. uh, we have enough crazy energy going on. We don't we're, need a serial killer in it. Movie. They're they're trying to um, profit off of. <laughs> I'm ready, um, <laughs> baby. I'm ready, but um, yeah. I just I and it and it also like it makes me like okay, so like I love Niecy Nash, right? Mm-hmm. And old girl was in it. I can't think of her name. I feel so bad from a different world. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like all of these black, it, it, it's one of those things where it put a lot of money in black people's pockets 
right? In a, in a very non, like, what's the word? In a non-opportunistic way. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because the, the thing about these productions is, even if I were to voice opinion about this thing, it's like, well, if I don't do it, somebody else is going to do it, right? And, you know, people need to, actors need to work. Like, this is, these, these are, this is legitimate jobs. Like, this literally put a lot of people to work. It paid a lot of people's bills. It did a lot, you know what I'm saying? So, but on the other hand, I feel bad because it's like, okay, as an actor, as Nisi Nash, I'm like, how does Nisi Nash feel about, you know, the families of the victims being like, yo, y'all didn't even contact that. Like, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of times, like, as an actor, you may not be privy to the inner workings of the production. That's right? my thought. Maybe she, maybe she just didn't know. Because that's the same thing. Mahershala didn't know that. Mahershala literally said, like, oh, I did not know. Because when the family came, the, the family of... Um, but then it's know. like, do you not think to ask? And did they lie? Exactly. Exactly. So you know I mean? did yeah. you not need to ask? Were you in like a you right. know a gag order to where you couldn't even just speak? Like yeah. I just think about those kind of things where it's like you're playing these parts, and it's like I understand that maybe they told you that they didn't reach out to the family, but you didn't even try to reach out to the person that you were playing. But so here's the thing about that as well. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about that as well, right? So like, did you find out they were lying before or after you signed the contract? Because after you sign that contract, you are legally bound to play this role. And that's the other thing. And that's I'm just like, there's mm-hmm. just so many little layers to mm-hmm. this where it's like, I understand why certain people are frustrated, but I think the main people that have the reason to be frustrated is the family members of the people that lost their lives mm-hmm. and the ones that actually survived it. And for all we know, there could be more that survived it that we just don't know about. Mm-hmm. You know, there was one person that he ends up killing within the docuseries or the movie, whatever you want to call it. Um, and he kills him, but he doesn't remember doing it. He says that. Yeah, I remember that. He was talking and so about it's like, So you drank your own potion is what the heck you're saying. You probably it seems like you drank the wrong glass by accident. Or you got possessed or something, because I, I don't feel like he was 100 percent human after a while. And so to go back to that point of like black doctors, black actors, excuse me, and the knowledge of the, the things that they're playing. So like, here's the other thing. So Ryan Murphy. Is right now a Hollywood juggernaut. Um, He's had multiple hit shows under his belt. Not only is that, he's white and he's gay, right? So he's got like a couple different shields of armor that protect him. So it's like, okay, so now if I'm Nisi Nash or any of the actors in this, right? And I have an issue with Ryan Murphy or I have an issue with the way this is happening. You're also put into a further rock and a hard place because it's like, well, damn, who, what do I, do I say this? Do I want to work in this town again? You know what I'm saying? You like mm-hmm. it's kind of like, and it, and again, it goes back to it's that entertainment world. It goes that it goes back to white people profiteering off of black bodies, and America. And so, like, that's all I got. Like, I just, I just, I think I it also here. goes back into that whole all publicity <laughs> is good publicity. Because if you yeah. think about even with Disney, you think about all the white actresses that are just you know just just jacked in the head from the things that they had to deal with with their yes. uh directors and if they spoke out they were silenced and blacklisted 
Harvey Weinstein. You know, you, you think about all the complaints that even white male actors would do if they were sexually harassed by like a white male director. Josh Whedon, the guy from uh, what was his name? Kevin Spacey. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, these are like legacy. Even the guy is that that's the guy that played um, 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 House of Cards. Well, him too. But I also heard the guy that played Tarzan was like um, silenced at one point. The guy that played Tarzan. Mm-hmm. Now you got me going. That mean. So you know, I, I, you know, it's interesting to me when it comes to this world of acting and music and just anything to where it's like so many crazy things happen, and we find out about it later. Oh, Alexander Skarsgård, I actually like him. He He's got now getting acting gigs, apparently. But, who, but from who? Who did? did was like, David? Really? Mm-hmm. I like Alexander Skarsgård. He did his like he's a really good actor. I like him. Yeah, there's a, like a lot of actors that just ended up getting silenced after speaking out on someone touching yeah. them. There's even black ones that did it, yeah. and that's why a lot of times they just don't say anything, right? Because they want they're like, look, if I say something, I'm not going to get any more acting right. roles. And, you know, that could even be going into this whole Jeffrey Dahmer movie to where it's like, okay, I found out that you didn't say anything to the families, but I know I'm gonna get this much money. So they're gonna find out anyways. And I already signed up, found, signed this exactly. contact and I just freaking forgot to ask. And it's so unfortunate, but mm-hmm. it's also the life that we live in, which is a life of just power. Yep. And it's like, it's power, obviously, in terms of like doing things of black lives, but it's also just power in general. Capitalism, baby. Yeah, I have the power to say you're paying your rent or not. Mm-hmm. I have the power to be like, you get to do what you love or not. Oh, you want to tell that I did this? That's cool. And there's a, there's a certain... There's a certain... Okay, so I don't know how many Black people were involved in the actual ideation and creation of the show. Like, instrumental. Mm-hmm. Not just, like, lighting, gaffing. I'm talking about writers, directors, EPs, right? Producers. I don't know how many were involved in the show. So I'm not going to lie about that. But I will say that the episode six, the, the with Tony Huggins, I think his name is the deaf guy. Um, that was a very, I will, I will like, uh, I will, I will, what's the word I'm trying to say? I will, what's the word that you use? I will hazard, thank you, God. I will hazard a guess. I ain't turning it back on no more. I will hazard a guess that that was probably the most in-depth look at a victim and his family life out of the rest of the series. And that I feel strongly is because Janet Mock was a director on that, right? So mm-hmm. you got a black trans woman, you know, she's gonna, she she was one of the creators of Pope, right? Like, so she, she's gonna make sure that the story of this victim is at least told in its entirety and he's not just you know, a body in a bed or a skull on a shelf. You know what I'm saying? Like that was very like that up until the last portion of that. Little stories were very sparse. Yes. And up until the last portion of that episode, I was like, wow, this is really, I almost forgot that I was watching an episode about a serial killer because like you see so much of Tony's life, how he wanted to be an aspiring model, like how he was, the struggles he was going through being deaf, like all of these things that it was a very, that episode was very much not centered around Dahmer. Right. And I'm like, Oh, and then, you know, of course it, it, he brings it back. He gets his keys. He murders him. 
And I guess that, you know, that episode six ties back into the first one. I'm supposing when he's like, I want to eat your heart. Right. Because when they're dancing, he's like, if you can't hear, how do you dance so well? He pulls him close and he has him listen to his heart. Right. So it makes, you know, it's it's I feel like he made him uncomfortable because Jeffrey wanted control. Yes. And I feel like in those moments, that might have been a time. He didn't, yeah, yeah, he didn't have any control in those right. moments. because He's like, wait, why do I feel a way about this? Because once you're able to start communicating with someone outside of words, that's a different kind of emotion. Yep. And you cannot control a wordless emotion. And I feel like Jeffrey Dahmer didn't like that because his whole thing was to be in control of them. That's why mm-hmm. he would put them to sleep. That's why he would pour acid in their brain so that way they would go on a zombie state. That's why he would do everything that he would do to them to keep his way of being in control of them. Because I always talk about, you know, you work certain jobs, especially in retail. You have those managers that are just so aggy. And so why are you doing this? They're the main managers that have no control over anything Anything. outside of their job not even their own pets or plants like they just have no control over anything aside from what they might be eating at lunch or for dinner and i don't even know if they have control over that child so you know i feel feel like and i feel like the danger in episode six right which is what i didn't like um which is also uh, uh a a a factor and a pinnacle of good storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. Is that I almost for 30 seconds felt for Jeffrey Dahmer. Like I almost yeah, empathized. I almost empathized with the serial killer. Like I almost did, right? Like, oh, he just needed a hug. And I um, <laughs> needed an axe to the brain, but like I he definitely basically got that eventually. <laughs> I almost did and it's like that's the danger to go back to you know Kiera bro consciously everybody talking about like that's the danger of creating these docu-series these things is that you almost start to feel sympathy for the devil right Mm -hmm. and it's like nah fam I get upset and it felt out of control too, but I didn't kill anybody, eat them and put their body in vats of acid. Like I didn't even do that. Like I don't, I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, don't, I didn't do that. Can't, you can potentially feel bad for him and how he grew up and the things that he's seen and like how his mom and, was taking all these pills. But you watch, you take two seconds to Google his interviews, his real interviews where he literally says, I knew it was wrong. Yeah. I, I, I just couldn't stop. And then she was like, do you still feel like that? He goes, I wish I could say no, but I do. He knows that what he was doing was wrong and he knows right, that he, what right. he still wants to do was wrong. But in a movie like that, you humanize him. Right. right. Where then you're like, well, why would you even go? Why would you drink a drink with suds in it? Look, look, look. OK, right, right. the person that drank the drink with suds in it might have been stupid, but he didn't handcuff someone and pour right, acid right. in his brain. Okay? That doesn't, that does, that's not like victim shame, bro. Like, let's not be like, oh, well, you deserved it because you drink a drink with suds in it. Especially because, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer was, you know, drugging people at the bars. You don't know how many drugs that someone else took before mm-hmm. they ended up like there's just so many little so things. Many things. That, especially being that they only have one person that made it. That means that outside of that one person that made it, every other story, if you ask me, is a story that comes directly from Jeffrey Dahmer or someone that was around that person trying to guess what may have happened. 
Or and then the other part that got me in the interviews that you sent me is that the little fourteen year old Asian boy that he killed, he actually made it outside, and the and police gave right back. And the police gave the kid, the kid, the kid back to All the serial killer. Jeffrey Dahmer said to him, and so I'm that. like, huh. It's like when they said, why does it smell like this? He goes, oh, it's old meat. You're trying to tell me that a police officer doesn't know what a fucking dead body smells like? I, like- I know you're lying. But because he was a gay male and because he was a white gay male, you just decide to mind your damn business. Being white is a superpower that I like would love to experience. I would like, is there like a, is there like a, is there like a, a white spider that could bite me or I don't know, could like, is there like a portal that I walk through at Abercrombie and Fitch and I come out looking complete? Like, I would like to experience the superpower of white maleness because it's just, it's a, it's a thing that I don't, I, I can't comprehend. Like, I can't comprehend how you see a boy on the street bleeding, bloody, and bruised and he's screaming for help. And you take oh, him back. Girl, or, you know, oh, whatever. y'all were just having a fight. Oh, we'll take it. Like, what? Somebody what? should run in no matter what. Um, I'm going to play the video that you sent me right now where it basically talks about how, uh, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer was able to get away with a lot of things because he was white and he was gay. So Netflix removes the LGBTQ tag from Jeffrey Dahmer series after outrage. Now, why would they do that? Every episode clearly reveals that the tag is appropriate and necessary. It might be one of the gayest things I've seen on Netflix. Why wouldn't this community want to expose this? Jeffrey Dahmer, a gay white serial killer who murdered and ate his victims who are predominantly black. Hmm. I'll tell you who should want that LGBT tag on there. Black homosexuals. Because this story is unique to your experience. It exposes how a white gay man still had so much privilege over common black folks, gay or straight, and how his sexual preference didn't stop him from being the biggest threat to you and our community. You should want them to be reminded of this and other stories like it. This is important because at the height of the Black Lives Matter movement, when we were supposed to be talking about unifying with each other, white folks started dissecting us into different little subgroups and started highlighting how bad we treat each other in between these groups while skipping over their participation as the architects. See, sometimes outsiders will use their similar interests to amplify our division. Oh, you're a black woman and I'm a white woman and men hurt us. Look at what black men do to you. Let's get together. Oh, you're gay and I'm gay. Let's unite. Yeah, but when we are exposing white supremacy, we're exposing you too. Y'all started to act like there wasn't gay slave masters and gay KKK members and gay racist judges and gay racist police officers. Yes, some of them may have been in the closet, but their racism was quite public. They made it harder for gay black men and women, too, as heterosexual masters raped our daughters. Homosexual ones raped our boys. And that also went both ways. And some of them who march with you today will turn on you tomorrow. For example, all the black trans people we have and Caitlyn Jenner at one time became the face of the movement. Then when it was time to vote, Caitlyn voted for Trump against the interests and the rights of the whole community that exalted Katie. Caitlyn chose capitalism, classism, and a white supremacist mindset of a leader over you and your cause. Some of them know you have it hard in the black community and are looking to use your pain and our ignorance to divide us. And make no mistake about it, you are us. And we have problems. We find any excuse to hurt each other. Hell, if you wearing blue, there's a nigga that will kill you because it ain't red. There's no outrage for that. That's just thrown on pop radio like it's normal. Now all of a sudden, America cares about queer black people. Hmm. 
for a minute, y'all made a black heterosexual man's oppression equal to a white gay man's oppression. Digest this. Singer Life Jennings just revealed that he was in prison with Jeffrey Dahmer, who requested for him to sing to him, and he did it. Some people don't believe it because it was in 1992 and Life Jennings was only 14. Hmm. They're failing to see that a 14-year-old black heterosexual boy was sentenced to 11 years in prison to serve his time with the likes of Jeffrey Dahmer. We need to balance out this conversation. Only allowing the good that this community has done gives white people a place to hide the evil. So, you know, that kind of like sums up that whole situation. And for me, it just kind of becomes a thing of (sighs) Jeffrey Dahmer reminds us of a time where it doesn't matter what kind of white that you are. Your privilege is still your privilege. It reminds us if of you know three how years to ago. utilize it. Huh? It reminds us of three years ago and pretty much now, honestly. But like it definitely reminds us of now if we do like the right research and look into different things that are happening and that's getting slid underneath the rug. And because it's like depending on how they dress, how you look, how you talk, it no one really cares. America is struggling to rein in the monsters that they have created. And this country started in blood and it will probably end that way Um, because America has the inability to actually tell and deal with the truth. Um, We are the, we invented marketing, right? We're the same country. (laughs) We're the same country that during World War II fought against the oppression of the Nazis while simultaneously oppression the soldiers and the families of the soldiers that actually lived in this country after the Nazis, after actually studied American and South African racism and apartheid and segregation. Yeah, we're them. So like until America can like come out on front street and be like, yeah, we killed a bunch of native Americans. We enslaved and killed a shit ton of black people. And we're pretty horrible. But let's try to do better. We're never going to do better. Like, that's just that's just or at least pay back what the heck they said that was going to pay us. Because, you know, do what you said on the paper. That's all well, we want. Because, you know, <laughs> you know, before we go to commercial and get ready to end this. Uh, everyone that goes to Lake, Lake Lanier, black, white, Asian, y'all all get the business. And that's how, you know, our ancestors have not forgot mm-hmm. because our ancestors are mad at us for floating on them. Mm hmm. They're mad at you for thinking it's cute to take photos. Mm -hmm. And they're really mad at y'all for thinking it's okay to get in the water. Mm -hmm. So, you know. (laughs) My black black ass has nary been on a boat, uh, uh, a cruise. I don't even like flying over Lake Lanier. I'm like, where we got to go? Can we fly over? I treat it like Like, the Bermuda Triangle. I was about to say, it gives Bermuda Triangle (laughs) energy. Like, I don't want to go anywhere Mm -hmm. near it. Like, take me through Cuba. Yeah, take me through Cuba. We can go through Cuba. (laughs) They got good food. That's what I hear. And then music. With that being said, y'all, we're going to go to one more commercial break and then we are going to end this episode of Rewind with Besa. All right, you guys, welcome back. Okay, this was a nice episode. It was very long, but I feel like we had a lot of things that we need to talk about and break down without actually having to rush through them because these were very, very delicate topics. And if you rush through them, it almost seems like you just don't really care. Right. So uh, we definitely had to uh, take our tizzy, tizzy time on this one right about here. Uh, but with that being said, until next week, JC, remind everyone where they can find you at on social media. And heck, if they want to work with you production wise, let them know where they can find you too. So I like how you slid it in a girl. Shameless pr- promotion. That ain't shameless. So all right, if y'all <laughs> work with me, it's on the screen. Wait, this hand. 
right there. You can find me on social media at the OVT Network on pretty much everything. Uh, YouTube, TikTok, Instagrams, Twitters. I don't really use Twitter that much, but you can find me up there. Uh, email, phone number, all that stuff is in the bio. I am your friendly neighborhood Negro, Jay Carrington, a.k.a. JC. It's been a pleasure to uh, talk to you guys tonight. I know that's right. And you guys, of course, you can always find me on social media at Basa Gordon. And then you can find me now here on Converge Media on my new time for Rewind with Basa at 12 p.m. because 9 p.m. was just too damn early. (laughs) (laughs) We were supposed to record. Listen, I'm snitching. We were supposed to record earlier this week. (laughs) And she was like, nah. I can't wake up that early. And I'm like, I, damn, damn. Damn. I looked at that phone and I was like, <laughs> we were supposed to, it was supposed to be two of these this week. She didn't wake up. She I put wake, that phone back down and went back to sleep. <laughs> she woke up to send the text message and then went back to sleep. <laughs> I tried. Snatch it. It's I time. tried. <laughs> That's why we're at 12 p.m. now because ain't nobody got time. <laughs> it was not it i'm not a morning person i'm not even gonna act like i am okay now another predict other news of course you guys can hit, keep up with me on social media at basa gordon um you can hear me on all of my uh radio shows um in like portland sac austin etc cetera, etc cetera. but here in seattle you guys can now hear me sundays 3 p.m to 6 30 p.m on hits 106.1 now that i have a new time and that's on Sundays. So you guys can hear me Sundays here in Seattle. And I'll let you guys know all the great things that you can do during the week and just other tinglings that are happening in the world that you definitely want to know about. All right. So until next time, make sure you guys already know you have an amazing rest of your day. And of course, make sure you keep that energy high. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.